Are you stuck in that dating grind and it's so bad you're just about to give up? How about a nice meal and good company instead? That might be fun, right? And the best part is that it's not a date. It's just dinner. And you're listening to the It's Just Dinner podcast. Now here are your hosts with all the answers, Tom Robinson and Bob Walls. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the It's Just Dinner podcast. I'm your host, Tom Robinson, and sitting right across from me, my co-host, Bob Walls. Tom, we improve dating one, one episode. episode at a time yeah, here on the It's Just Dinner that. podcast. We try to. We try to do we that. We try to change it, and you know, <laughs> I, it's funny because this week I've had two people come up to me and tell me about they're in a relationship now and it all started with going out to dinner. Is there, well, there you go. One of my students it's just cool. yesterday. It's the solution. It's the solution to the problem. Yeah, Everyone he, talks about the problem. We talk about the solution to just, the problem. He came into class and he said, I want to introduce you to my girlfriend. Wow. And all of this, they went to Treehouse Talks and then they, uh-huh. he said, we went out to dinner and that's how all of this started. You know, sometimes the simplest solutions are the best solutions. And so of all the research that we have done on this and looked at, <laughs> it's funny that the solution to this is going out to it's dinner. It's as simple as that. Who would have so. thought? So, and sitting right next to you on our video board is Sophia. Welcome Sophia. back, Sophia. Thank you. It's good to be back. Sophia is the Sophia. voice of all women in the world. Yes. So <laughs> I try. She, no pressure. No so, pressure. So Just Bob, get it right. On the, on the special guest line, yes. we have today uh, Marnie Batista. Marnie, welcome. And Hi. Marnie is a life strategist and transformational coach. Huh. And her straightforward approach helps successful women find the courage to stop letting life live them so that they can start living life on their terms. Oh, wow. I I like that. that. I like that. And she runs a really successful podcast called Life Check Yourself. Oh. And then also she has a very successful Instagram page, really? which is just full of So, So I'm guessing the stuff. difference between your successful podcast and our successful podcast is you probably have a lot <laughs> of people like, who listen like to you. Several thousand people. So, <laughs> Marnie, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Oh, I'm happy to be with you both. It's super fun. So, yes. Well, we really appreciate it. Now, you were telling me earlier that you're in Colorado right now. I am in Colorado. The, yeah. the nice summer blue skies i moved here in march and there was a snow drift at my office window and now yes. there's now there's uh beautiful trees yes uh, beautiful so long, longest day of the year summer solstice today so it's enjoy. my anniversary too today really wow, my wedding anniversary yeah congratulations that's awesome thank you so i just want to get started with this one thing that i found in your bio or in your on your website it said that the ultimate approval that you need is approval from yourself. Yeah. And the reason I bring that up is because we've had a lot of guests tell us that. So tell us your take on that idea that women mostly need to approve themselves before they can really start living life or start having a, a really successful life. Well, I think the way that I like to think about it is this, that most of us are trained, and I'm just gonna talk to women specifically, we're trained to resource our enoughness, our validation, our smartness, our smartness, our worthiness from external uh, things. And whether it and you, you all are professors. So you know, we we learn like, oh, if we, we do well in sports, or we do well in school, or we get kudos from a parent or a coach or a teacher, we're like, oh, wait, if I perform well, then that must mean I'm good. 
And so what happens is that I call that a performance orientation. And then it means that we get in the habit of resourcing our enoughness externally. So then we start dating and we translate that into, well, if he calls me, I'm good enough. If he asks Um, me out, uh, I'm good enough. And so I'm really working with uh, women to, to completely transition from external resourcing to internal resourcing. Because with this orientation, you are in uh, more empowered. Um, you can plug into your magic and your superpowers at will. And this one shift will not only help your dating life, but it will help you become more happy and fulfilled in your career, in your family relationships, in your health and well-being. So what's your one piece of advice that you would give women on this subject? That's such a great question. So I was talking (laughs) to a client the other day and um, she described the feeling when she doesn't know what some guy thinks or is he going to ask her out or is he going to text her back or she feels that out of control feeling. So we talked about that moment where you feel like you want to do something, you know, you want to reach out, you want to text him, you, you have that angst inside. So the tip that I have is this, um, our, our brain can, feels a feeling technically for 90 seconds. Um, it's the thoughts that we attach to it that make that feeling go on and on and on where we're, uh, you know, angsting, worrying in the future. We are uh, catastrophizing what's going to think, what's he going to say. We, we go global. We make this whole right. story up. And that's what keeps the emotion going and going, going. So my tip is that when you feel that anxious feeling, instead of wanting to feel better from externally getting that text, getting that validation, to sit with the feeling that you have for 90 seconds and remember that this is just a moment in time with one person and that that the reaction or experience you have with him, negative or positive, it's kind of, when you think about it logically, it's silly that you would think like your, your enoughness, lovability, et cetera, is based on what this one rando person thinks of you, right? Mm. So if you start to go like, I'm enough, this is just an experience. This is just data. This is one guy. Let me let it breathe. Let's see what happens. And then come up with some sort of healthy distraction that feels good to you so that you get off of waiting for that one hit of dopamine from someone else <laughs> and start to fill up from the inside. Now, now I'm assuming that you know this is, you see the same thing that we see, and that's a lot of times people find themselves in that situation because they're not comfortable with where they are in their situation. And mm-hmm. so they haven't, you know, felt, okay, I might be 20, 30, 40, however old I am, and I'm not married and I'm single, and I'm fine with that. I, I'm okay with that. So I don't need the validation from someone outside to tell me that I'm good because I'm already, so, so is that kind of what you do with your clients is to help them find that inner peace to, to, to feel like they're good in, in the situation where they are? So, so that way external things don't, don't uh, they don't need those to bring them up or bring them down? Yeah, absolutely. The the whole thing is, I call it creating internal stability, right? Mm -hmm. That place where you can confidently access your confidence, kind of be grounded anchor, remember who you are, what you are, and those kind of empowering thoughts. And then when that, when we train and rewire our neural pathways to know that enoughness, like at our core, then when those things that happen that are out of our control, um, 
we don't sort of go off the deep end. And so right. it's really about like going to the mind gym and, and, you know, getting in a lot of reps to practice, uh, like calming our nervous system, self-soothing, uh, and remembering really the truth, which is that every person who's listening is lovable and amazing and can find a great partner. Good. So I, I'm guessing you're into yoga. <laughs> I'm into yoga. I, I used to do a lot of yoga, yeah, but I don't I can, do yoga. I can see the namaste in that. Um, uh, so, so <laughs> well, one of the some of the research that we've looked at and that we've done shows that one of the reasons that people are reluctant to move on with relationships is what we call the perfectionist syndrome. And I noticed that you mm-hmm. mentioned that in your website as well. The idea that you uh, are have to be perfect in order for someone else to to love you, appreciate you, or you have to find somebody who is perfect, <laughs> and so it's kind of a two-edged sword. Um, and, and so it looks like that most of your clients from your website that you address more of a female audience. Do you see that perfectionism problem more in females than you do in males, or is it pretty pretty uh, similar in both? I think all humans, uh, especially now, have a tendency to be in the social media comparison despair buffet of life, swipe, swipe, swipe. So that sort of thinking is that there's always something better. Um, You know, fear of missing out is a real thing. Like, what if there's something better? I mean, I've had clients come to me and like they'll go out on a really great date and they'll get excited and that feeling of being excited scares them so what do they do they go back online because they don't want to like they want to make sure they have op- options they want to check their inbox right um answer the people that texted them and so it's it's a really um it's a big problem when you are always seeking and never satisfied and oh, yeah. um and, and also, you know, all of that setting your standard, like they're setting your standards too high, they're setting your standards too low. But whenever someone's having like a challenge in their dating, I'm always like, okay, well, just flip it back onto you. Like you're dating men who are unavailable. What part of you is unavailable? You're like being a perfectionist about the men that you date. What is it that you feel is imperfect about you? It, it's kind of, if it's not working, like look, look at yourself and you can find out what you need to work on. Yeah. You know, Bob and I talk about this all the time. One of the things you said on one of your Instagram posts was that a lot of women look at or think there are no good guys out there. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, they have to settle because, and they're looking at men as uh, narcissists or players. We hear that a lot, mm-hmm. that they're, they're just playing me. And then you say that's because they're attracting the wrong kind of guy. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, it kind of breaks my heart. Um, one of the, the biggest videos I did on TikTok, the one that went the most viral, uh, was about how to repel toxic men and attract great men. <laughs> and uh, it was, and it was basically what I said in that video was that you, my advice is that on the second date or so, you like make it clear that you're what you're looking for in your life. Not are you my person, but you know, I'm in a place where I'm ready to have a relationship. I love where my career is going, or I feel really great in my life. I'm ready to add, you know, add and share it with a partner, blah, blah, blah. And what, what happened was all these people were like, oh my God, you're just giving like the narcs and the toxic guys, like everything. They're going to take advantage of you. Like keep your cards close. Like, and it, it made me really sad how many guarded hurt people there are Mm. out there and um and there was nothing i could say in my sort of like posts responding to to let them know that you know hurt 
people hurt people, right? And so oh, if you God. can heal yourself, right? If you can, um, if you can realize that just because it happened in the past, it doesn't have to happen again. And you can start to kind of look at how could I make new choices? What what could I do differently? How could I look at life with more hope than fear and devastation? That there's a mm. possibility, right? But people are are wounded, and and the part of their brain that is the smoke detector, so to speak, that's looking out for pain and fear. That hypervigilance is, you know, you can't just think your way out of it, and so it requires some rewiring and learning how to create emotional safety and all those things that, by the way, you can't get from going to yoga. Like it'll make you feel better, <laughs> but it won't actually rewire your brain. And I think that's an important piece. Like my work isn't to just feel better, but be better. And so right. if you're attracting the wrong kind of guys, don't. It's, that's not the state of the union. That's your truth and your experience, but it's not the truth. Now, when I was younger, it always seemed like the girls were attracted to the jerks. Or they were always attracted to the, the okay, bad so, boys. So I, uh, you, and us you, nice I, guys never got to go out with anyone. Wow. Well, so, so now I'm, I'm not going to say that I went out a lot when I was younger because <laughs> I, I would just be but admitting it just, that. It I always seemed that way where you'd be interested in a girl and then she'd go out with this, like, the jerk. And I never could yeah. figure out. So why? Well, how is that happening? Because the, the, the bad boy syndrome, is yeah, that what you're meaning? Yeah. The, the, by jerk. Yeah, I think people. that the is. The bad boy who didn't treat them well. Right. Is, yeah. Yeah, I think that's, um, you know, a tale as old as time, as they say in Beauty and the Beast, um, <laughs> right? Like, I think I think that's because, I mean, this is not rocket science, and I did not invent this, but if you're into attachment theory, basically, there's this idea that um, if you grew up in a situation where you had to work to get love, if love was conditional, whether it's through performance or mm. martyr syndrome or whatever it was, right? your brain feels comfortable there. And oh. so you attract or attracted to that feeling that is familiar, even though you know it's bad for you. Mm. And um, we also, I think this is a really powerful thing. You know, as, as young girls, there's that drama of being like 16 and like that anxiety of what is love or 18, like that very immature sense of love that's very dramatic. And the other thing that happens is that we don't grow up our experience of what adult love is. So when you couple that familiarity with the feeling that drama and insecurity is what love is, when it feels great, when you date the nice guy, it feels so uncomfortable um, <laughs> that that without a lot of intervention and I've had to like <laughs> really help clients not sabotage it when great guys are, are interested in oh, them. Yeah. Um, you have to consciously sort of like pivot away from what you know and go into not what you think you want, but what you truly need to have a healthy relationship. So is that because they just don't believe it? They just don't trust it. They don't, they can't imagine that someone is nice because they haven't had that experience. Um, well, yeah, and also be they they'll say there's no chemistry because they think chemistry is danger. Oh, so, oh yeah, interesting. Right. And so if it's easy, if he's interested in you, um that feels a little weird. Some yeah. people, especially if they don't think they're good enough, they're like, "Oh, if he likes me, there must be something wrong with him." There's so many pieces <laughs> that can get in and make something that seems so simple go awry. 
But it's interesting how this has become much more uh, complicated. Tom was saying back in the day, you used to date people that you knew mostly from your community. Right. And, and so yeah. if you were mean to somebody, the word got around because everybody <laughs> knew, oh, he's a jerk, you know, and you get a reputation. But now you're swiping people that you've never met before or from other parts of Out the of country town, and even country, other parts yeah. of the world. And, and so it's easier to be mean. And so it's easier yeah. to get hurt than it than it ever was before. And can I just say that I feel well, like yeah. guys have been playing into that a little bit just because, especially when I was in high school, I heard nice guys finish last probably like every single time I talked to a guy about dating and it drove wow. me absolutely up the wall because they love to think that if they're not nice, then that's like easier and like girls are going to like that. Mm -hmm. But it's just like so not true. It's so <laughs> they not just love true. to think that. And I just really hate that anyways. I just. But but I have heard that many, over the years, many, many times, the meaner you are to girls, the more they like you, which which is really kind of a dysfunctional yeah, way what, to look at relationships. I think that's, yeah. I think that I don't what think Marnie is saying is yeah. just so smart because yeah. that makes so much sense. Right. And I think I should have been nicer. <laughs> well, we need to make that part of the podcast here. We're not only changing dating, we're changing attitudes, attitudes. that men need to be nice to women. What do you say? Men should we give it a try? Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> no, here's the thing. Like, I, There was a TV show um, that was on for a couple of seasons called F-Boy Island, and I found it quite fascinating because they showed which guys were nice guys and which guys were the, oh, the yeah. players, I, right? I and these that. these yeah, these contestants were like picking the you know, the not nice guys. And um that just was like such textbook, you know, like like these it doesn't matter and I think this is what for young people especially, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are or how fit you are, if you don't really truly know your worth. If right. you don't work on these things we're talking about, um, you will be attracted to the guy who doesn't treat you well. Because I'm sure if anyone watched that show, we we're all screaming at the TV, you know, or our computers, being like, <laughs> "Why are you doing it? This guy's such right. a douchebag." <laughs> anyway, that's because they didn't get to see the back episodes. You know, yeah. you, the, the viewer, well, you get I, to see all yeah. that stuff. That's unfortunate in life that well, we don't yeah, have a camera but, following people around so we can see what they're like well, in the rough time. True. Yeah. That's true. But I think that if you were to do the John Madden color commentary and watch that, there were moves and words that were said right. that to them directly that were completely um, inauthentic and very mm -hmm. sketchy. And so anyway, you just yeah, have but, to but you, you can understand be... that a lot of times people who are that way, that they are very exciting, they're very dynamic and they bring a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. And that has a tendency to make you feel good about yourself and others. It's fun to have fun. It's fun to, you know, excitement is a fun thing and it gives you a lot of energy when there's people around you who are exciting. We, we kind of gravitate to that, to the people who's the biggest person in the room. And a lot of times that makes us so we don't see, we don't notice the red flags because we're so overwhelmed with all the excitement and energy and adrenaline that we get from being around them. And so I, when dating, I think that's one of the things that we encourage is that when you get to know people and you have conversations, that's when you really learn what they're right, like. Right. And, and you have to kind of get away from the flashy stuff. And that's why, you know, I was talking earlier and I was saying that we think this is the cure, but we actually do this. It's just people need to sit down one-on-one -on -one and have a conversation. And we find it's best to do that when they're eating because everybody eats and it's a good distraction. Right. And, and so that's Except the- don't the, order sushi. Well, <laughs> you know, unless you're both into sushi. Um, <laughs> but but, but uh, sushi and yoga. I, I, you were into yoga and you were into sushi and now you- I'm not, I'm not into sushi. You've given up sushi and you've given up yoga. What is going on, girlfriend? 
What is going on over there in Colorado? Are you living in a mining town or what is the deal? You can't get fresh fish over there? No, no, no. I'm just saying sushi is an awkward date because oh, yes, the it is. chopsticks and the big pieces. And it's yeah. just hard to have a conversation when you're worried about like well, someone judging that I don't use my... Yeah, exactly. So I wasn't saying that. I was just saying, don't, if you're a guy and you're listening, don't choose sushi. As don't, on the first date. Okay, good, good advice. Now, we, that's good advice. Now Marnie, go. now, Marnie, on the other side of this, we find a lot of times yeah. that when a woman shows interest in a man that the man starts pulling away from her. So why is that happening? And then I think maybe she feels, you know, she feels that she's not good enough at that point or something else is going on. But men tend to pull away when the woman shows interest in them. So I think that when a grown ass man is interested in a grown ass woman, woman, they don't really play those games. I think there has to be a little bit of being, uh, what I say, you know, collect data and have fun. So that like that, that too muchness, that like being too needy, that's all part of, do you like me? Do you like me? Do you like me now? Uh. Right. Or that pulling away is a place of being guarded. Like I'm going to have my shield up. I want to make sure you're not going to hurt me. Both of those things don't really work. So it's really just about being um, authentic, making sure that you don't um, give up your life and go on what I call boyfriend hiatus, where you just meet someone you like and you blow off your friends and suddenly you're all in and fixated on this guy waiting to make a plan because he might have, uh, act, uh, ask you out. All that energy, is, yeah, it, it, it freaks anyone out. It freaks a guy out, it freaks a girl out. Here's the, the biggest tip that I could give you around this is that um, I've had, I, I coached men for a while. And um, when anyone thinks that they're going to have to be the source of your enoughness, your fun, your life, your, your friends, after a while, like that's a lot and that's not sustainable. So at an unconscious level, we will pull away especially a guy who, you know, value them and women do too, but that's just stereotypical. But so that you got to find that balance of letting it breathe, dating like multiple people, not sleeping with multiple people, dating different people <laughs> so that you remember you have a choice and just keeping it chill. And really, like you said, get to know the person. Um, the minute you start to, to get that vibe across, that's like, you're my everything, Jerry Maguire, you complete me. That will make <laughs> someone like put their Nikes on and be like, I got to go. I'm out of here. Right. Well, we see it a yeah. lot with that idea that you, we, you date a young woman, all of a sudden you think, okay, she wants to get married to me. Okay. I'm out of here. I'm backing mm -hmm. out of this because that's what she's thinking is that we're going to get married. So we see that as a problem as well. And that's why a lot of guys back away mm -hmm. because they're very yeah, it's just, married. If it's, if it's just dinner, uh, you know, the next thing of that is like, we're just dating. Like dating is not like exclusivity, um, being boyfriend, girlfriend. It's not like a decision to get married. It's a decision to say, I just want to get to know you more to see if you're a match. And you need to remember that because a lot of us, um, the old pattern is to futurize 
and, you know, get way too, um, too into the possibility without really getting to know who the person is. So the slower you go, the faster you will get there. Now, I wanted to pick up on something that you said there. You said, uh, date a lot of guys, don't sleep with a lot of guys. <laughs> and so, you know, that's something yeah. that we emphasize too, because, uh, a lot of times what happens is when you get too physical too soon in the relationship, you develop a commitment to the person before you've determined a compatibility because it's very exciting. You know, physical connection is very exciting. And many times people get blinded by that. And because they say, well, we're in love. Well, he just thrills me. You know, we're in love. And so they ignore some of the big red flags that later on are going to be big impediments in their relationship. And so I'm assuming it, that is that the same reason that you give that advice? Yeah, absolutely. My favorite story ever is um, I had a great guy friend, and I'll never forget this. We were hanging out, watching football, and uh, he'd gone on like two dates with this woman, and uh, he invited her back to his place, and they were uh, basically horizontal. And uh, she said, this means you're my boyfriend, right? And he was like, yeah, sure, right? Like, what is he going to say? It's the moment before the moment. Right. Uh, and he was like, oh, I can't believe I said that, right? But he did. And right. it's like th that, you know. So so I always say, um, my kids joke because they're in their late 20s and they're, when they're dating, they're like, I always remembered mom said, end the dates, a vertical yeah. uh, at the door, you know, yes. and leave them wanting more. Um, so that way you can, uh, you can take it slowly and really get to know someone. Mm -hmm. Um, because once, uh, all of those, uh, chemicals go to the next level, it makes it very hard to be discerning. Yes. Very yes, smart. It does. That's not a lot of the advice that we get from popular culture though. The, the popular culture seems to advise us the other way, but that, that, and I think maybe that's the reason why so many people are hurting out there is because they, they can't believe that you, know, you go to the movies and you you know that that's not the message that you get is that you you do what feels good, and somehow that true love is going to win out. And I think it's one of the reasons that we advise people to take time and get to know a person really well before you move on with any kind of a physical relationship. Do you find that it's difficult to coach women to understand that? Do they feel like they have to go in that direction in order to get a, a relationship started in today's world? Well, that's what a man expects, right? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is I've done all these live events and I um, would have a panel of really great guys and they're all quality men and I would open up the floor and women could ask questions. And I did this literally 15 years, like a few times a year. Every single time they would ask, uh, if I sleep with a guy too soon, is that going to ruin my chance for him to be my boyfriend, basically? Every mm -hmm. single time. And like 90% of the guys would say, um, maybe, but honestly, <laughs> it's better to err on the side of caution. They all were like, yeah, I've slept with someone on the first date and then she ended up being my girlfriend. But, but uh, you know, like the best way is to uh, err on the side of caution because right. when they didn't, you know, I sort of had to like uh, go for go for it. You know, I put a little time in. Look, guys that are players are going for low hanging fruit, and there is a lot of low hanging fruit around. Yeah. I mean, there just is. And so, so what I really want to remind women is. Um, you don't owe a guy anything if he takes you to dinner. I know that sounds so basic, but I've had people tell me like a lot of crazy beliefs. Well, oh, he bought me dinner. He drove an hour. You know, you, know, you don't 
you don't owe anybody anything. Right. If you set boundaries, he's not going to like me. That's great. If he doesn't like you because you set a boundary, that's a blessing. Let him yeah. go. Yeah. Um, the right guy will totally wait. The right guy will respect you. You can't really make a big mistake with the right guy. You know, it's funny we heard that from Sophia. Sophia right. recently went on a $1,000 date. All right. Yeah. And she said she, uh, the whole time she's thinking is that this guy is spending all this money and all this time on me. He's going to expect something out of this. Mm -hmm. And uh, what did you say, Sophia? Um, well, first of all, it was an experiment and you can check it out on YouTube. So it was filmed. But I, they did tell me that he was spending $1,000 and it was like in comparison with a $20 date. Anyways, um, they... Yeah, I just, I, I think it just made me uncomfortable because... So you, you didn't know it wasn't his money. No, I didn't know. You, you so, thought he was spending this yeah. enormous amount of money on a date. Yeah, on and it ended up being sponsored, but they didn't tell me that. They told mm -hmm. me he was spending it in, in the moment. And so, yeah, like I just felt like I, like, like he was expecting something and that it was just like, just to show off and that it made me feel like I was high maintenance a little <laughs> bit. Like, like he thought that I needed that to like be happy. And I was just, yeah, but that's just, I mean, it's a personality thing. I think some girls like fancy stuff, I guess I just, yeah. Well, I think most <laughs> girls on a first date encounter like this, it would make, it would cause them to have, you know, questions because it sounds like somebody's love bombing you or that they're yeah. expecting yeah, something sure. out of you. That, that is a big red flag, unless it's a setup thing for a, a, a yeah. YouTube video. But, but yeah. uh, in most cases, I think that most women would have to look at that and be very uncomfortable because you don't know this person. Mm -hmm. You know, if it was someone you I, had a relationship sure. with and they were spending a lot right. of money on you, then that's that's different than just, uh, you know, so hard to say but you didn't go out with that guy again did you even though it was a setup well it was a set it was a setup i just haven't i yeah we just haven't met up again but he's a very nice guy and he oh. didn't do it that was just so he, he, he was so. not he wasn't expecting anything he was just going along with the show yes, just like he's a great guy so so, so yeah. let's not impugn him you know he's, he's right. a, you're listening out there we still love you and you're fine you yes know. very awesome guy. <laughs> now marnie one of the things that you know when it's just dinner i like to tell the young women and the young men that you should go out with lots of people. You should go out with lots of dinners. Mm -hmm. And they're really hesitant to do that because they think that if they're doing that, they're players or the guy is a player. And so the, the young women kind of uh, repel from that. And they think, well, he asked me to dinner. We went on a date. So I should just, I should just mm -hmm. date him until I figure out what's going on with this. But in, in some of your, your stuff that I was looking at, you said, look, it's okay to date multiple people. And the thing I love that you said yeah. was that what you're doing at that point is you're just data collecting. Mm -hmm. And we've heard that mm -hmm. from multiple people. And so what do you, what's your feeling about women that actually date more than one, one guy? Well, I think you want to, so you want to date with intention. And so when I work with someone, we, we help them craft five like deal breakers that are based on their core values. So it helps someone be discerning without being picky and really make sure they're focused on the the most five important things. I think that it helps avoid that perfectionism. And you can have like 70 things on your wish list, but you're really just looking for those five things. So that means that in order to figure that out, you need to just, you know, date people. So you're collecting data. Do they meet my non-negotiables? And when you are dating a few people at a time, 
you get to learn what you like, what you don't like. It keeps your energy up. It helps you from putting all your eggs in one basket and getting over-invested. It allows you to maintain a slower pace. So the ultimate outcome is that you've made a choice to be with this person. You didn't just pick the one guy who was into you, which I think a lot of women right, do. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, so quickly, what are the five things that, that you're looking for on the date? Well, so most of the time, so what we do is we have the women pick the five things that are true for them. So, okay. um, so typically like, I mean, usually there's always a value around integrity. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have a value around, um, learning and growing. Like they want a person who's always wanting to learn and grow. There, right. there are people that are really want someone who's really curious. I, I, but I've also, and this is why it's so important. I spent so long just in the last couple of weeks. I had this woman who literally was like, um, he has to have an apartment specially decorated. He has to wear these certain kinds of clothes. Uh, we, hear, we hear this he a lot. Has to, right? I had someone, yeah. this woman, uh, Madeline, she's married now to a great guy. But when I first started working with her, this was the, this was the ultimate. He has to know how to set uh, an English formal dining table, and he has to read <laughs> books, not magazines. Okay. Well, that, right? that's, that's making right? it a little hard yeah, we, to paint yourself in a corner right. there. I would say that yeah. you're limiting you're limiting your opportunities <laughs> to meet someone well, if you have all those A hundred percent. But what successful women are like, he has to make this much money. He has to, you know, he right. he can't be divorced this many times. He's he needs to have this much money in the bank. He needs to not have, you know, uh, like adult children. He can't like it's people make up a lot of reasons to rule out. Right. 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 And and I say, you know, because of that sort of like swipe mentality, like get really clear on those five values that are really important to you. Like maybe it's family. Maybe it's adventure. Um, mm-hmm. I've had I've had clients who are really into um to climate and environmental change and they really want to live a sustainable green life. And that's like mm-hmm. a thing. Like, so they put that in their top five. So then you're going and you're like, cool. Like, you know, like tell me about yourself. What do you care about? Right? Like, and that way you're asking really great questions and you're focused on their character, uh, not just their characteristics, like tall, dark and handsome, or, you know, is a finance bro or, right. you know, comes from a good family or whatever it is. I've always said, if you go out with someone that you feel is a six, after you've talked to them for a while, they become a 10. Mm-hmm. And so right. you just have to put in some time getting to know the person because right. all those other things that you thought you were important see. are not yeah. important anymore. Yeah, so true. Now, Marnie, I looking through your website, I noticed that you are offering a free book. Is that true? Yeah. It, what, it, how, it how to is. find a quality guy without going on 200 dates. Are you really giving yeah. that free? I really, I really am. I love this book I wrote. It was the first book I wrote and it's a little bit memoir and a lot of how to, but I, I shared like the gory details of my transformation from uh, uh, making bad choices to meeting the man who's uh, now my husband. We've been together 14 years. <laughs> Today, fourteen years. Today, today. well, yeah, nine years right. of nine years of marriage. Today, we've been yeah. together fourteen years. Well, yeah. Congratulations. congratulations, that's great. So, Thank how you. can how can our listeners, especially our young women, how can they find your book? They can go to my Instagram. It's Marnie Batista underscore, and go in our link tree. 
uh, in the bio and look for the book. And also, you know, I, I love it when people just like hit me up on Instagram. Yeah. So if you heard this, say hi, tell me sort of like where you are, what resonated for you. I'd love to have a conversation, get to know you. And, and uh, I like to, to make real connections with people. So uh, get the book and let me know how I can help you. And what else can you help them with? I mean, I know you do some coaching and some attitude change stuff. So what else do you do? Uh, well, we can help you with your dating. But one of the most important things I think I can help people with is how to change that orientation from external and performance to internal so that right. you feel like you're living a life from this really place of wholeness. That will impact your career, your all your decisions you make, how you have relationships with friends, family. Um, so it's really about how do you perform at the highest level without having to work harder. That's fantastic. Well, Marnie, we'll, we're going to let you go here um, because I know you have another appointment that you have to get to. But I just want to thank you so much for doing this. And yeah. we really appreciate it. Just amazing advice. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Oh, thank you. Well, I really appreciate the work that you all are doing. And I, I love this idea of having dinner because... You know, you can't meet someone if you sit in your house afraid of what could happen or what could go wrong. So, you know, going out there and living your life and saying yes is a really important thing because if you say no to yourself all the time, it's hard for someone to say Absolutely. yes to you. So I think based on this conversation today, we need to change the name of our podcast to It's Just Dinner But Not Sushi. <laughs> 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 is that, yes, is, is that I what love I'm hearing? that. No okay. sushi. All right. So everyone go online, check out Marnie, go to her Instagram page. It's Marnie Batista underscore and just tons of great information there. Also go and listen to her podcast. It's Life Check Yourself. I think it's available on all the major podcasting sites. And so you will definitely not regret being able yes. to listen to what she has to tell you. Mm -hmm. Also, you can find us. You can listen to us, too. But yeah. You can find us find on us, Instagram. Find us, listen to us, whatever you want. At the It's Just Dinner <laughs> podcast on Instagram. We're also on TikTok. And you can listen to a new episode every Friday. Wow. We try to put one out, or we do put one out every Friday. And so look for that information. Also, email us your funny date stories. We still we love, love to get those. Yes. We're going to try to do a funny date okay. story coming up here shortly. Well, Marnie, thank you. Bob, thank, thank you very you. much for being here. Okay, my and pleasure. And Sophia, thank you. Always. It's always yes. great to see you. <laughs> and uh, you guys out there, listen, just go have fun out there, would you? been listening to the it's just dinner podcast produced edited mixed and recorded by some guy named glenn tom and bob's wardrobe provided by savers and deseret industries special thanks to sandy robinson and michelle walls for putting up with these two be sure to tune in to new episodes every friday for more dating tips and tricks bon appetit <laughs>